0: Welcome to the Living Epistle Podcast, the place where you will find biblical principles to help you live out your faith on a daily basis and to have a positive impact on the lives of others. So get ready for another powerful episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Hello, my name is Tony Miles, and welcome to this week's episode of Living Epistle Podcast. As of the recording of this podcast, we are completing day number 14 of our 21 days of corporate fasting and praying. And I know that when we started, it may have seemed like 21 days was a long ways off, but now here we are. We are in the home stretch of this time of consecration. And I truly, truly have been so blessed by listening to my sisters in Christ pray and lead prayer this past week. And I was especially blessed when our young adults um, who um, interceded on behalf of all of the young adults led prayer. This week as well. And I couldn't help but thank God, knowing that our young adult men and women are on fire for the Lord. And it just blessed my heart to hear them praying and interceding and to know that there are young adults, our young adult children who are truly grown grown for real, real and are out there, but yet loving God and talking about God and trying to get others to um, just come alongside them and serve and worship God. So it really just blessed my heart. And so as we begin to count down on our 21 days of corporate fasting and praying, I wanted to make sure that we maintain our proper focus because we're coming to the end. And I think it can sometimes get easy to get lackadaisical and maybe not stay focused, but As, again, we're coming down to these last seven days or so, Uh, again, I just want to make sure that we focus. And so what came to mind was Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13 from the New King James Version, and it reads, Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and great of kindness, and he relents from doing harm. But I really love how the New Living Translation reads. So I'm going to read that one as well. Same uh, same chapter, same uh, verses. It's Joel chapter 2, verses 12 through 13 in the New Living Translation. And it reads, That is why the Lord says, Turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief. Don't tear, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. And so again, as we look about fasting, this whole thing of fasting, fasting is often associated with a sense of spiritual desperation. And that is part of what we're doing, even as we're fasting and praying during the season of consecration. Joel chapter 2 verse 12, and it says, turn to me now while there is time. Notice that there is a sense of urgency. There's this sense of desperation because again, even family, as we look around with what's going on all around us, there is this sense of urgency. There is this sense truly for those who understand times and seasons of what's going on around us with war and rumors of war with violence and all of the crazy things, increasing gas prices, just kind of everything that's going on around us. There is this sense of desperation. And yet at the same time there is this sense of urgency. So when we call and as our pastor had called this corporate fast and prayer It is with the notion that we come together corporately because there is something that we are praying and asking God to do that only he can do. And so at the end of the day, What Joel is reminding of us is that fasting is a call to return to God, right? In Joel chapter two, verse 13, it says Israel first needed like that. Israel's first need like that of the prodigal son was just to come home to the father. God doesn't talk about the people's needs for better plans, programs or strategies or houses or cars. He's simply saying to them, you have been unfaithful to me. Come on home. And what God, I believe, is saying to the church is, um, hey, I need you to really look at me and really come to me and really get back to the things that I'm calling you, the ecclesia, the church to do. And as a result, and it's not the building family, when we talk about the ecclesia, it is us as individuals that God is saying to us, come back to me, come home. And so it's not about externals. Right. One of the things I want to remind us of that I talked about last week is we're not fasting because we're trying to show how super spiritual we are. No, that's not it. Fasting is not about the externals. It's not about showing or being seen by others as, oh, wow, they're really pious or religious or holy. No. In verse 13, God is saying, don't tear your clothing. Again, that's an external thing. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but instead tear your hearts. It is entirely possible possible to go without food and not have a true fast Fasting, as we've talked about, and I just want to reiterate, is the response of a broken heart. And so why does Joel say come with weeping, fasting and mourning in verse 12? Because repentance is the appropriate response when we have strayed. Repentance is the appropriate response when we're interceding on behalf of a nation who is not living up to the moral character or to the morals with which we say or proclaim that we were founded on. And so, again, but at the same time, when we come with the heart of repentance, that's something that's happening on the inside is not about the ashes on the outside or what we don't eat or, you know, showing people that we're fasting and all of that. We we talked about that. So I won't go over that again. But God's response when we fast is the bible in verse 13 says he is gracious and merciful and not easily angered somehow god is drawn to the empty he's gone to drawn to the broken he's drawn to the needy he's drawn to the weak as a matter of fact the bible says a, a broken spirit and a contrite heart the lord will not despise and then i'm also reminded even when we're broken and when we're empty that's the appropriate and perfect time for us to go to god god already knows how frail and weak we are. And yet he beckons us. He yearns for us to come to him. In Second Corinthians, chapter 12, verse nine, it reads, and he this is God speaking to Paul. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect In weakness. So, even as we're fasting and even as we have times of frailty and even as we have times of weakness, God is saying that is the perfect time to come to me. Because number one, my grace is sufficient. Even as we're in the waning days or even as we may be struggling or even as things may be going on all around us in our lives, God says that's the perfect time. Why? Because my grace is sufficient for you. And my strength, God is saying, my strength is made perfect in weakness. So, fasting is not a means of seeking God's blessings as much as it is seeking God. I really want to repeat that fasting is not about seeking blessings. When we're fasting, we're not coming to God with our hands out to see what material things we can get from him or what blessings we can get from him. As much as it is about us putting ourselves in a posture where, really, where we can really seek the Lord, right? So again, fasting is not a test for super saints. It's not a means of twisting God's arm to get him to do something. And certainly there is no magical formula of getting through to God just because we're we're fasting. Fasting again really is about seeking the Lord. And so as we're doing this time, we should be feasting as we're fasting on God himself. Right. So as we're fasting food or whatever it is that we're giving up, we should be feasting on our time with the Lord and we should be looking to him for comfort, for power, for strength, for guidance, for forgiveness and hope or whatever it is that it is those things that we're looking for, whatever it is that we're seeking God for. Now is the perfect time to posture ourselves to do that and to go to him as we're in this season of consecration. And let's remember that our fasting must, 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 must Be accompanied by prayer, right? And so prayer is an incredibly powerful tool that God has given us, but it will do us no good if we don't use it, if we know it's there, but if we don't use it, if we just keep it in storage and never pull it out and apply it only, you know, um, and don't apply it um, to our problems or our concerns or our relationships or our responsibilities, what what good is it? It's like somebody seeing a broken down house and you look and you see windows broken down. You see doors hanging off the hinges. You see glass shattered. You see, um, uh, furniture in disarray, and yet you have this beautiful toolbox in your basement or in your closet or in your garage that has never been touched. What good is the toolbox if you don't pull it out and use the tools to go ahead and do the work that needs to be repaired? And that's what um, this prayer is. Prayer is the tool that God has given us to use on all of the spare in our lives, to use it for all of the spare that may be in our families or in our churches or in our homes or in our communities and certainly in our nation. This is a time to be interceding on behalf of others. And so I would just urge you over these last several days of fasting to make sure that we restore our focus and that fasting helps us to restore our focus and helps to revive the power of prayer in our lives. And as I stated, let's just continue to feast on God during the remaining time of this consecration and watch what he does in our lives and in the lives of those for whom we're interceding in the lives of those for whom we're praying in our families, in our homes, on our jobs, in our communities, in our churches. Right. And in our nation, let's just make sure that we're continuing to pray. And so I just want to encourage you, family. Again, I'm so, so encouraged as I've been hearing the prayers, as I've been hearing the testimonies as I've been hearing the blessings of what God is doing in the lives of others during this time, that we keep our focus on him, that for these last seven days that we press into God, even all the more, just to make sure that we're seeking him and him alone and we're seeking his face not his hand for a handout. We're seeking the face of God to say, Lord, what is it that you desire of me? That should be our cry. That should be our prayer. Even during these waning days of this time of consecration, not that we won't have other times of consecration, but certainly this is a great time as we're entering into the most holy week of the year, for believers that we're seeking the face of God like never before. So as we wind down these last few days of fasting and prayer, may the Lord continue to bless you and keep you. May his face continue to shine upon you, even as we begin to close out this awesome time of prayer and fasting as we celebrate uh, Good Friday and then celebrate Resurrection Sunday. But until then, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. This is Tony Miles. Thanks for listening. Now go and be a Living Epistle. Join us again next week for another episode of Living Epistle Podcast. Music for Living Epistle Podcast is provided by AudioNautics.com.